and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Sober Bliss Meet. Today I am joined by the lovely Liz Horseman. Again, we've chatted before and today we're going to talk about Liz's Instagram, website, uh, everything to do with the alcohol spell because that is what you're passionate about aren't you Liz? Yes exactly yeah that's my that's been very much my sort of life for the last couple of years since since giving up alcohol yeah. Yeah so you stopped a couple of years ago and um, do you just want to briefly explain a little bit about why that happened what you did? Yeah, so I gave up alcohol um, in July 2018. Um, I sort of had a what I call a soft rock bottom, my yeah. Brian Adams of rock bottoms, I call it, <laughs> um, where instead of having where a lot of people get to, you know, such a disastrous stage in their life with alcohol, where maybe a relationship is broken down as a result of it, or they've lost lost a job, or awful, awful things that we've all heard about. And uh, I didn't get get to that place in order to stop drinking. It was just simply realizing that alcohol was just taking up too much of my time and that I was spending a lot of time drinking and that the other life aspirations I had had kind of gone by the wayside. I'd stopped really caring about anything other than partying. And I partied really hard and my life had really been very much around alcohol. I work in music and Mm. the music industry is really alcohol um, heavy and addiction heavy. There's a lot of people who experience that kind of thing. And it kind of just got to the point where I just thought, I wonder what it would be if I could stop this. And it was hard, but I did stop. So two years ago that was. Mm. And when I stopped what it felt like was like I'd woken from a spell, which is why I've called everything, my my Instagram, my website, my blog, the alcohol spell. It felt like I had been sort of enchanted, like living a life where I really truly believed that alcohol was positive and normal and essential. And when I woke up from that, I, it was like, Oh my God, all the time I've wasted you know yeah that's sort of like where I how I arrived at this point Mm, yeah so tell me then what amazing things have you achieved over the past two years since you've not been living under the alcohol spell anymore well I don't know about amazing things but um I I kind of refer to it as an upward spiral yeah like I think you sort of get that as well Gail it's that sort of feeling of um the domino effect of giving up alcohol that you you do that one positive thing which is hard there's no question it's difficult very difficult but when you see yourself as the person who can do it you then realize that you are also somebody who could do other things like take up a new hobby or 
fitness regime like I now do yoga and I was never a yoga person before and I know not everyone loves yoga but it just kind of suits me yeah um and I've been writing a lot about it online and and lots of people message me now saying oh you talk how I think about alcohol I I had never seen it like that and now I really kind of get where you're coming from and helping other people through that is an amazing gift that I never really thought that would be part of my journey much like yourself so um you know I think there's a domino effect isn't there of giving up alcohol there is yeah like a ripple effect like you do one thing and then you can do another thing and I think like you said as well when you realize that you can't actually escape the trap of the drinking and escape the cycle and it is hard when you've done that you think gosh like I can do hard things so what else can I do and you feel suddenly really proud of yourself well I did anyway I thought oh god I did it I'm doing it so what else can I do like you've just said and it just gives you a massive boost of self-confidence did in my case anyway very Uh, much yeah I, I really I really identify with that I think it really because when you see yourself as somebody like I used to see myself as just well you know bit rubbish just I I love a drink you know oh I got really smashed again oh I'm really hungover oh I've lost the last three days oh well you know you're not actually that's not good for your self-esteem and I think I started to see myself as just I just started to accept that I was a bit crap that I was a bit useless um and little by little it erodes your self-esteem and I hadn't realized how bad that had actually got Mm. so when you stop all of that and wake up from the alcohol spell it really does make you see yourself anew and um yeah it's it's amazing for the self-confidence isn't it it is yeah even just the little things which before might have seemed massive things but the more you do them the better you feel the stronger you feel and the more like you your old self i think you feel all of this stuff that you had inside of you just comes out and you realize actually I can't do whatever it is that I yeah. want to do yeah um, but, and the other stuff that comes out is often bad stuff yeah it's not all good is it it's like we didn't yeah. just drink we didn't just drink to celebrate and, and a lot of us drank to forget or to numb pain or to mm. um escape the in that voice in your head that says oh you're not really where you should be in your life right now sort of thing oh you haven't achieved as much as you should have achieved or that person's doing better than you Mm. drink drink just cancelled all that out and so when you stop drinking that all is there isn't it and um so having to deal with that stuff has always has also been a massive step for me i've had Mm -hmm. to deal with all sorts of things that i hadn't realized i was actually numbing and um, overcome some anxieties and some fears and some realizations Um, so my mental health is so much better than it's ever been Mm -hmm. as a result of that and I think you know you you're like me so much in this community of people who have gone through it that we see that all the time don't we people saying yeah I didn't realize that I was actually hiding those negative emotions and now I've dealt with them I feel so much better about myself you know yeah I know I know and that is a problem with alcohol we think that it helps us to cope with all of these feelings 
but actually it buries them and it makes everything worse because not only are you numbing out from them and not dealing with the feeling or the situation on top of that you've got the guilt and the shame and the anxiety of drinking in the first place um so yeah we are completely when we're drinking under the alcohol spell mm. and i love it that you see it in this way yeah. and not a problem with the person which is yeah. often the case it's a problem with alcohol alcohol is the problem basically i um, think that's so crucial i think that's yeah. really very much where yeah we've all got to get to with our relationship with alcohol is to understand that alcohol is the baddie and yeah. it's not you it's not your um poor willpower or your weakness or anything or a disease or any of that stuff it's alcohol alcohol is the problem um yeah so I think that when you come to look at society's relationship with alcohol, you can quite easily see it as a spell because everybody you talk to who drinks, um, most people I speak to who drink talk about alcohol in terms of it being normal, yeah. in terms of it being uh, essential. Um, just what something that you do well you've got to have a drink if you're having a party or you've got to have a drink to relax or you've got to have a drink to celebrate to commiserate to um, concentrate to you know go to sleep to wake yourself up in the evening it's like it's so much a part of our lives it's woven its way into the fabric of our society and mm nobody is talking about the fact that it's a group one carcinogen alongside tobacco yeah. and gamma radiation yeah and we don't see it like that we see it as just something that we all do it's totally normal and that's why i just think everyone is under the spell We're, we've got to wake up it's like sleeping beauty where the kingdom slept for a hundred years and everyone's just asleep dream, sleepwalking into illness and i know so many people who have got very very ill mm. who have been very heavy drinkers and a whole array of awful illnesses from cancer through to stroke and there is a confirmed connection between cancer and stroke and heart disease and obviously liver cirrhosis um and and alcohol there is a confirmed connection we know that there is no safe amount of alcohol to drink um yeah. but we treat it like like water like air it's just normal yeah yeah and it comes in pretty bottles yeah. with not proper warnings like we do with cigarettes and things these days yeah it's glamorized it's promoted it's encouraged and the thing that worries me the thing that i don't like is that if you don't drink if you choose not to drink for whatever reason that might be then you're the one is seen as odd <clears throat> you're the one that's seen as having a problem with alcohol i was thinking about this the other day when i was out for a walk like i don't have a problem with alcohol because i don't drink it and it just kind of hit me in the face, like, oh my God, I don't have a problem with alcohol. When I was drinking, I had a massive problem with it. But now that I'm not, I don't. It's like, I don't know, bananas. If you eat 10 bananas every day, you've got a banana problem. <laughs> yeah. If you don't eat bananas, then, you know, 
you don't like them they don't do good things to you but you don't yeah. have a problem with them well I, I you're so right <laughs> i think about uh vegans okay if you're a vegan and you go to a dinner party and you're sitting next to someone you'll say oh no look, i'm not having the meat because i don't eat meat i'm a vegan that person wouldn't say oh god have you got a, pro a meat problem like has <laughs> did you did you did you kind of like um you know were you addicted to to me oh dear poor you it's just kind of like okay you choose not to eat meat um that's now a very accepted thing but with alcohol it's such an issue for people um and i think that you know we're slowly getting there but it does feel like a you know we feel like we're on our own a bit don't we as, as non-drinkers yeah we do we do um so what is your take then on why we are under this alcohol spell well not you and i but people yeah. who drink <laughs> why is it yeah i mean i i think they there's a very good comparison that you can make to smoking and out and drinking yeah and so if we look back to the 70s and 80s and 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 into the 90s and everybody smoked yeah um and smoking was allowed in uh advertising and sponsorship so I, when i grew up marlborough sponsored formula one mm. cars you know it was always yeah and whatever else and Rothmans was all over this Formula One cars and um, everyone in all of the films smoked and so we all smoked because we all believed that I don't know about you Gail but I smoked um, yeah. and my parents smoked and we just were brought up as smokers and then obviously we accepted that smoking kills seven million people a year we probably should accept that it's one in two smokers will uh, will die I think of smoking related diseases or certainly will suffer with smoking related diseases mm. the odds are bad we've got to stop this so we've yeah. got labeling on cigarettes and now if you've looked at a cigarette packet recently it says there's a picture of someone dying I mean it, there's horrific stuff okay I only gave up smoking three years ago um you know I was determined yeah. but I think pictures on the packet in the end did make me go I can't do this anymore yeah Al what happened with smoking was that the governments and the lobbies and the scientists all got on top of the tobacco industry and eventually the tobacco industry lost they lost mm -hmm. the fight alcohol has learned from tobacco and a lot of people who are at the head of the alcohol industry used to be involved in tobacco and they have learned don't allow other people to set the agenda you've got to be ahead of the game so alcohol incorporated has set up the bodies that will give the government advice on regulations okay oh, wow. so that's how they've done it so you've got in the uk drink aware yeah. which is owned by it's it was a, a i think it's a charitable um, organization but um may have charitable status but nonetheless it was set up by the portman group which is basically alcohol the alcohol industry mm. um drink aware uh, is the body that advises the government on safe amounts of alcohol Damn. i mean just think about that for a second yeah. conflict of interest doesn't even cover it mm. and so they have advised the government that there's no need to put any health warnings on bottles don't tell people that they're going to get cancer don't pe tell people that they who get that this is going to be a high risk of stroke don't tell anyone that there's no safe amount of alcohol to to drink just put a little logo on the bottle that says drinkaware.com because 
they reckon that when you go in to buy a bottle of gin and you see that logo, you're going to go online and you're going to search for the risks associated with drinking that bottle. Yeah. And that will be enough. I mean, as if. And they just stay on there, drink responsibly. That's what they all decided. They got together and said, what warning can we give? We'll just say drink responsibly. And if you think about those two words, one of them is drink. Yeah. So don't not drink. You know, it's, it's a racket. It's basically a racket. And this is why we all believe, you know, we're all intelligent people, but we do believe that our governments and the people in charge will give us good information. So the information is drink. So, uh, you know, and so we do, and we drink in crazy amounts and 3.3 million people a, a year die from alcohol related illnesses. Yeah, I know. I know. And it, I think it all comes down to money at, at the end of the day and keeping us suppressed, if you like. You know, you and I were just talking before there about what can happen when you wake up from the alcohol spell and how much energy and drive and passion you've got to go after things that mean a lot to you. And can you imagine if the whole of the UK suddenly woke up? Yeah, good. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. That's and the injustices that they would suddenly say, we can't allow this, you know, yeah. actually, it's easier to just sort of say, oh, someone else will deal with it. But yeah, as you say, if everyone woke up, what would, what would happen? Yeah, yeah. It's mm. like being in the matrix, I find sometimes, like being brainwashed even. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, I've never really thought too much about this, but it's quite a scary thought that we're all being brainwashed and suppressed and led to believe by the government that it's okay to drink. And then when you decide not to, then you're the one who's got an issue. Yeah. Which is, it should be the opposite way around. Um, yeah, the disease, the idea that you have something wrong with you because you drink too much alcohol is one of the most insidious and insulting theories. Yeah. Uh, ever thought of it serves the alcohol industry again brilliantly because it means it's not them it's not the product they're selling it's you it's your problem you've been born with some kind of like messed up chemistry in your brain that means that you can't really drink because you have a problem mm -hmm. and it just deflects any flack from them and it's completely wrong the, the yeah. point about drinking too much is that the more you drink the more you will need to drink we know that we know that the brain is wired to crave good feeling and once it has something that feels good it will want more of it and even though you'll feel guilt and shame and your life might be falling apart there comes a point where actually just your brain is set up to just keep on chasing those those relief the relief or the the, the good feelings so that's just how we're wired. It's not a disease. Yeah. Um, and then there's this massive recovery industry that works off the back of the disease model as well, mm. all of which was made up by Alcoholics Anonymous in the in the 40s, I think it was. Mm. Uh, and it's a faith-based system, got nothing to do with science again. So how they came up with the disease model in a faith-based system is another yeah. crazy thing about this whole situation. So... Yeah. I think we all have to keep coming back to alcohol. Alcohol is the problem. It's not us. It's nothing wrong with us. It's alcohol.
Absolutely, absolutely. Because then it takes the responsibility away from outside sources. And I suppose then the responsibility lies with us. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I realized that it, it wasn't my fault that I got into the state that I did. Um, I knew that alcohol was taking over my life. I was relying on it. But something inside me told me that actually it's an addictive substance and therefore if I remove the alcohol, then I should be able to get my life back together. And I did, thankfully. But we need to, as you say, recognize that it's a problem with alcohol and not with us. Because I think that it can keep a lot of people stuck if they believe that it's a disease, that they can't control it, that there's something wrong with them. It's not your fault, I don't believe, because it can happen to anybody. I mean, I never thought I would end up being the type of person who would get in the car drunk with a child, you mm. know, but I did. Yeah. So therefore, it's my responsibility to do something about it. Yeah. And I think that's key. And also knowing that we have that in us somewhere. Yeah, we might need a bit of help, but we can drink, so surely we can not drink. Yes, so you, it's great. I think you're right. That That's a good way to put it. You choose to do something, you can choose not to do something. Yeah. even though it's very hard my dad uh died at 52 of alcoholism of liver failure he'd always been an alcoholic all my life and he very much believed in the disease model and so did i because i was told that dad has a disease he can't help it mm. um and i believe that he would possibly still be alive today if that hadn't been the way that he was being treated or through all the rehabs that he went through if actually someone had said there's nothing wrong with your brain chemistry there's not something that you were born with you've been you're addicted to a highly addictive substance and you can make you or you're you're strong enough to make the choice to to make that change it'll be hard yes yeah. <clears throat> but not impossible and so i think that you can you can choose to make that change yourself can't you absolutely yeah yeah you did i did and thankfully so many other people have as well yeah. Um, yeah. and i think it's really empowering as well to actually wake up and think oh gosh i do have control of my own actions i can do something about this yeah i found it very liberating and now i look at alcohol and i think oh my god what were you doing why why <laughs> you know yeah. hindsight's a wonderful thing obviously um so what would you say to somebody who is kind of thinking mm, this makes sense what do i do i would say depending on how much you drink because some people drink you know like my dad was a first thing in the morning drinker of couple of bottles of whiskey a day whatever he would be drinking mm. and he could just stop drinking and you need to make sure that you don't ever just stop drinking if you're a heavy drinker because yeah. it could kill you so that's first things first and, and seek medical advice um that aside which is it should be a given i guess um 
I think anyone can stop drinking. I think anyone can get on top of it. And if you're thinking to yourself, I think it's probably taking over my life and I think it's probably having a negative effect and I'd like to do something about it. Then the first thing to do is to make that commitment to yourself to give yourself the gift of a better life. Do you think that you're worth that? Do you think that you're worth more than just living clock watching, waiting for the time you can have another drink? Is your life worth more than that? You know, ask yourself those questions. What's, what, what's, what's stopping you, I guess? What's stopping you from, from making that change? Yeah. Um, when I think back to when I first started to think that I had a drink problem, which was probably about a year before I actually stopped, mm. there was all sorts of things stopping me from doing it. And I guess it was all basically fear. Yeah. Um, you know, fear of not being socially interesting, not being able to socialize without alcohol and letting go of my identity because it was so much a part of who I was, mm. you know, what stops you? Um, what, what did you have a kind of a period of time of wanting to stop for a long time or did you suddenly go, I'm stopping and stop? I went through a period of time as well. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember how long it was, maybe a year as well, roughly. And I would often read blogs whilst drunk <laughs> thinking I want to be that person who's just getting through the day I want to be that person who's gone out for the first time and not drunk and I want to be that person who wakes up feeling good what can I do what can I do and I was always kind of looking for all of these tips and ways to do it yeah and but not that didn't involve stopping drinking I suppose I, I thought yeah. if if I read enough of this information then I'll wake up one day and just not want to drink yeah and not drink obviously that didn't happen I finally realized that actually if I want to change my life mm. then I'm going to have to make some changes and that change has to be not drink and it was kind of like duh <laughs> if you know what I mean glaringly obvious but yet something that I struggled to get my head around for a long time it's such a big spell that's because yeah. it's so powerful it's almost like sometimes if you're if you're a drinker you may as well be told stop breathing I mean yeah. it's, it's not an easy thing to get your head around but isn't it easy once you've done that first step then oh. you're like it's making that first step not to say that living without alcohol is easy I don't mean that's easy I just mean the first step is the hardest part isn't it and then once you've yeah. made that first step and you've said right I'm now not going to drink anymore it becomes more accessible. The idea of it becomes much more doable. Yeah, yeah. Making, making the first step. And for me, that was, uh, my first thing was to go to AA. And, and I still talk very highly of AA, even though I have issues with uh, their, their model. Mm. I still talk hugely highly of AA because I think the idea of a group of people coming together and with all their guilt and shame and laying it out in front of each other and saying, I have a problem, I need help and yeah. I can't do this on my own is yeah. that was so empowering to me. So I do think sort of finding like minded people, I think would probably be, probably be my first recommendation to somebody. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as you know, um, the Instagram community is amazing. Yeah. The sober community. Um, so AA may not may be outdated recommendation now because I think actually Instagram has been a, a wonderful thing for me 
mm. uh, a lot of people. So I would say to find other people who are in the same boat and reach out and say, hi, I'm doing this too. And, and I'd like to join the, your accountability group sort of thing. Yeah, it is accountability and support mm. because I was lucky. My husband stopped at the same time as me. So I had him by my side the whole way and he would encourage me. He would support me. He would congratulate me if I got through the first day, second day or whatever. And that really helps lift you up because in the beginning, I don't know about you, but I felt pretty crap at first. Um, all the emotions, the physical thing. And I was just like, oh God, is this what it's really like? <laughs> but yeah. It's just a short amount of time. But having somebody there to check in and say, how have you done today? Did you drink today? How do you feel? Keep going. Yeah. That was so important. And if you can do it like on the end of your phone and know that if you send a message, even if one person gets back on and says, you know, keep going, you've got this, you can do it. Yeah, that is a massive boost. It really is going because you do feel lonely in the world of alcohol. Um, you know, where, where everybody else is drinking and everyone thinks it's so normal and you're weird, but not doing, you know, that's quite a lonely place, isn't it? Yeah. So I think you do need to find other like-minded individuals who, who get where you're coming from. And it's just lovely to read about other people saying, you know and see your experience reflected back in what they're saying you just don't feel like you're going so mad do you yeah um, yeah I think one of the reasons that it's lonely is because we have this idea that you have to hit rock bottom in order to stop drinking alcohol mm. you should be an alcoholic you should be pouring I know it's a cliche but people have this idea that you'd be pouring vodka on your cornflakes um, and so therefore if you haven't got to that point then you feel it can feel and i felt like it was almost embarrassing or shameful to be giving up alcohol like yeah. I, it was it would be i felt like it would be so much easier if i had turned up to the school gates pissed and everyone had seen it and then they'd be like a reason liz, liz needs to give up alcohol we'll support her because i never did that yeah. it was it was more nuanced than that it was more inside my mind and my experience it was harder to, it felt like I needed to sort of justify it all the time to everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that, that feels like quite a lonely place. So it yeah. does, it does. And I've had experience of that as well. Like with my mother-in-law, for example, she's one of these people, I mean, you know, she, she accepts that I don't drink and she doesn't intentionally try and force alcohol on me. But she's one of these people who just can't get her head around the fact that I would choose not to drink because I wanted to, not because I had to. And that's a big barrier, I think. And as you say, the loneliness, because everyone else is around you, they're drinking and you're not. And it, it kind of adds to that feeling of, gosh, there must be something wrong with me. But yeah. really there's not you're just choosing to not slowly kill yourself which yes. is the thing we yeah. about that yeah yeah you should be congratulated and, and that's what you've got to do for yourself you've got to be telling yourself wow I'm doing an amazing thing I'm doing a brilliant thing and you have to keep and I think you I, I did feel like that as, as you've said you know wow I can't believe I'm doing this it does feel yeah. like it does give you you do feel better don't you for it um yeah. 
so yeah i think that having that sort of the idea of being on your own because you don't drink but also worrying that you'll be boring because you don't drink and that was a big mm. thing for me i worried that i thought of myself as an interesting fun person who was always up for a party always had loads of parties very much a party person oh i i, I just can't i'll be boring then fine and i accepted that when i stopped drinking because i mm. so bad wanted to stop i just thought fine from now on which could be boring um actually the opposite is true and when you look around on the internet and you look on instagram and um people's blogs or whatever the coolest people are giving up alcohol young yeah. people are not drinking anywhere near as much as we were when we were young yeah. and um actually it's really quite hip to not drink alcohol so mm -hmm. you know that should be the last thing on anyone's mind whether this is going to be interesting or cool or whether they're now just going to be a boring person who stays at home all the time actually interesting cool people are giving up alcohol all the time and mm. it's the people who are stuck back in that old belief that i feel as though they they're, they're left behind that's how i feel i feel those people are now being left behind in an old world yeah. that i don't live in anymore yeah yeah because if you think about it there's nothing more boring than sitting on the sofa all night with a glass of wine watching tell you that you can't remember anyway i did nothing when i was drinking you know come three o'clock whatever time it was that i started then i wouldn't go anywhere or do anything i might have a nap get up again but that was me yeah and surely that is more boring than getting out there and doing things and meeting people you know yeah meeting people god i've met so many people since stopped stopping drinking yeah. we've met well yeah. we've met online you know, I've, I've talked to so many people I'd never have spoken to before. I've done so many interesting, new, um, strange things. I've got, I've got a podcast, like you've got yours, and you're mentoring people. And, you know, our lives have expanded in, in ways that we just never dreamed of before, haven't they? Yeah. And, um, you know, so the idea that your life would shrink because you don't drink is, is so untrue. The opposite is true. Absolutely. Uh, and 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 what is more boring than listening to drunk people talk oh, i mean honestly <laughs> it's tedious so, if you can understand them in the yeah the re repetition yeah you've told oh. me that yeah 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 you've told me that you've told me that and then they yeah. tell you again when they're sober because they forgot that they told you and yeah. they're yeah yeah i know you've told me that four times now <laughs> yeah. yeah so basically what we're saying is that all of the ideas that we have about sobriety are just completely untrue you know don't believe the traditional oh, sober is a judge sober is boring you know okay. i'm gonna have to be worrying and thinking about drinking all of the time when i stop no that is just completely not true not true and in and fact uh, yeah. Sorry, Gil. And I, I and I think that that your um, experience of um, you know when you when you first stop drinking, socialising is hard because you're yeah. in the old. You're still you're still under the spell to some extent because you've got your brain's got to catch up with your reality of not drinking. But after a while, you get on you, you get on top of socialising without alcohol. Um, yeah. and yeah. you find actually it's, it's really not necessary to drink. I never even think about it anymore. I don't know about you, no. but it's just no. not in headspace. No, it's not. And I think that's one of the most liberating things because when I was 
coming up to stopping drinking, I was thinking about it all the time, more than usual, really. It was just playing on my mind, the pros, the cons, the negatives, the positives, all of that. And then when I made the decision to stop, and I often use this Michael Jordan quote where he says, once I made a decision, I never thought about it again. And that was just so true for me. I went from one, you know, one day to having it on my mind all the time to the next day when it was like, okay, that's it. I don't drink anymore. And right. the headspace yeah. was just amazing. I did have to think about, okay, I'm having a craving. How am I going to get through that? What can I do instead? But it was never the endless repetition and circle of, oh God, how much can I drink? When can I drink? What can I drink? When shall I stop? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That just disappeared. And for me, that was the biggest, benefit I suppose not having my head taken up with all of this thinking about drinking anymore I I think you're right it's amazing isn't it how much time drinking takes up of your life that it's not even while you're drinking it's actually all the rest of the time as well thinking about when you'll be able to drink and or whether you shouldn't have drunk or the regrets about drinking when that goes you do have so much more space in your brain so yeah there's it's a different type of preoccupation because you still have to get over the cravings and the Mm. triggers and all of that but that's only I think that passes within the first three months I feel like that sort of desperate need for alcohol I think that starts to go different for everybody but for me by the end of three months I wasn't really desperately in need of alcohol anymore I'd got on top of that side of it and and I was just then able to live live my life which was just wonderful. Yeah, that's it. It creates so much space, doesn't it, yeah. for better things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is alcohol sucks. Don't yeah. drink it. And yeah. get on and live a happy life. <laughs> yeah. And if you're struggling or if you want help and support, then go to Instagram, for yeah. example. And don't be afraid to reach out to anybody because the sober community as a whole, I find, is just a lovely bunch it, of people. It is. I mean, if you search for hashtag sober or sober living or obviously come and follow me, the alcohol spell, um, yeah. you know, I know that you offer your um, services, don't you, to coach people with, with sobriety, which is amazing. There's, um, you know, there's a bunch of people offering that. And then, you know, but if you start an account anonymously, which I know a lot of people did Mm. when they started, stopped drinking, um, they set up a thing and it hasn't got the picture of them on it. And they just say, you know, sober mummy or whatever. I know it's been taken, but, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. And then um, and then just saying day one, you know, today's my first day. You'll be amazed by how if you use the hashtag so people can find you, Mm. you'll be amazed by how many people will say, well done great job you know how's it going you know and you'll be you'll feel lifted by it yeah i think that's that's it's it's the modern aa really isn't it i suppose it is yeah without the whole religious yeah without the 12 steps and the the bad coffee (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah i think you're right you have to find a way that works for you don't you you have to feel comfortable in it and happy with it and 
take a bit of time, read all the blogs, just get on Instagram and just have a look, see what's going on, see who's out there, see what people are doing, get as much information as you can. And yeah, reach out, follow Liz, um, ask for help. Yeah. But go for it, I think. Don't think about it too much. I think that was my problem. I don't know about you, but I, over, I was overthinking a lot. And my thoughts got in the way. But when I just said, okay, that's it, I'm going to do it, then it kind of fell into place and it got a lot easier. So I suppose my top tip would be, if you want to do it, then just have a go. Don't yeah. worry about what might happen 10 days, 10 months down the line. Just take that step. Yeah, I think that's true. I know so many people who contacted me early days in their sobriety and, the, and people who uh, were saying, um, I've done three days. I just don't know if I can keep it up, but I'm going to do another day. And three months on, they go there. I speak to a lot of people who I sort of spoke to right early on. So I've tracked so many people's progress and they're saying, can't believe I'm three months in. I'm yeah. never doing it again. I feel better than ever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they, they just had to start. They said, well, I'm starting. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm starting because I just know I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. It's just, just make that step. Mm. and take it one day at a time that is the way to do everything in life actually one day at a time yeah um yeah. and days make years and and before you know it your life is in a different place exactly exactly yeah oh, yeah thank you liz that's all <laughs> well, <thank> <laughs> well thank you gail it's been lovely and, uh, can i say you look amazing oh i do well, thank you yeah you really do <laughs> you look you look fab you always look lovely you look especially lovely today oh thank you <laughs> i think it's because i had my hair done <laughs> oh right okay well you look you look fresh from the salon yeah no i do feel really good actually um i'm like you i think just two and a half years more or less and i feel a million times better than i did two and a half years ago and i know that i look better because i was like yeah. just overweight and lethargic and um, and I know when people think, oh, it's a bit shallow about your appearance, but I feel happy with how I look. And yeah. it's so nice to be complimented on it because I was never complimented before. And I yeah. do think it's an important thing, um, how you look and how you feel. You feel good if you feel like you're on top of things, don't you? Yeah. And you feel like you've got some sort of... Um, some balance I think yeah that's, that's it and I think yeah no looks aren't everything but it is nice to look in the mirror and see a, a bright shining sort of like person coming back at you it's, it's nicer rather than looking in the mirror and going oh god don't look at that yeah so, much rather yeah. that yeah oh yeah. so thank you you've made my day <laughs> good <laughs> excellent I'm pleased <laughs> okay any last words of wisdom before we go um, I think just um, just keep communicating. Actually, I think that's mm. the communicate. Connection is such an important part of sobriety, and the opposite yeah. of connection, I think, is addiction. I do think that is very uh, very much something that I related to when I first read that. So, mm. connecting with people is a very important part of sobriety. Um, so, yeah, reach out to people. That's what I would say. Get get talking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Liz. You're welcome. Thank you, Gail. It's been lovely to chat. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, then please share and subscribe. For more help and support, go to the Sober Bliss website, soberbliss.com. Connect with me on social media and learn how I can help you quit drinking and start living.